Bienvenidos and welcome to the Dale Gas Confidential Volume 2. My name is Beto Perez. Enrique Lugo, Chicle. Wicho, your neighborhood DJ. All right, and uh, appreciate you guys for tapping in with us. Uh, thank you for joining us. Today we're going to have a follow-up on the COVID-19, uh, our personal perspective on it. We're going to talk about, you know, our, our thoughts and what's going around with the school system. And also, we're going to be talking about Chicano Park Day. This is, uh, uh, we're recording the day after Chicano Park Day. Today is uh, April 26th. And uh, yesterday, we should have been the 50-year anniversary of Chicano Park Day, which is uh, for us here in San Diego, for our, our raza, for Chicanos, Mexicanos, uh, Mexican-Americans, it is uh, something that we've been a part of since our childhood. And, uh, you know, it's a family event. It's something that, that's it's part of me, you know. And uh, for generations to come, if I ever have kids, my kids, 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 kids are all going to be a part of this. And uh, here we are, you know, celebrating uh, the 50-year anniversary of Chicano Park Day, uh, but this year was a little bit different. We, you know, didn't go to the parque. Uh, the celebrations weren't with 100,000 people. Um, it was a, a little bit different takes. Um, my take on it, uh, I got a, a chance to, to get up uh, on the La Vuelta Instagram and do like a live mix show at 8 o'clock right after uh, the 7 o'clock speeches uh, from Chicano Park. Then they had DJ Rambo, uh, Brown Berets, and a couple others joined that. And uh, that was my personal experience of... Uh, Chicano Park's 50-year anniversary, and uh, uh, Chicle, what was your experience, man? Yeah, well, we were at home reminiscing, uh, looking at old pictures, and on social media, seeing our friends posting pictures from years past. Um, that's where I started vending, actually, like t-shirts and art. Um, so I was just thinking about like when I first started, and it was one year my friend and I, we just showed up the day of. And they let us set up a canopy and, and we started vending and then paid nice. them at the end of the day to like now where there's no out. there's no extra space anywhere. You can't just show up. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky if you can park within a mile. What you year know? was it when you started? I uh, started vending in probably like 2005. Wow. Yeah. And so I've seen ago. it grow from like right. back then. You know, there was a lot of room to walk around, and, and now it's packed, right? Like, there's vendors, there's cars, there's, like, now it's down the street, and, um, yeah. you know, we missed it. And, and yesterday, right around 9.30, I was like, dang, like, we'd be over there on Logan right now setting up the Set shop. Up. And, right. Um, so it was definitely, like, a, a bittersweet. But one thing that I, I, I also appreciated is I got to see... You know, picture the steering committee out there raising the flag, and it was just them and their families. So it also felt special to me to see that that core group of people were the ones out there, right. and, and kind of had like that private moment because, as you two know, when you put on a big event, it, you don't get to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, so I think in, in a special way, and maybe not what anyone would have wanted, but I think those folks got to have the park to themselves for a day. And, and right. really appreciate it, you know. Which, which might be yeah. one of the only times I'll ever get to do that, right? Right. Pretty much. I mean, and unfortunately because of the circumstances, but, you know, I I did my 6 a.m. walk that I do every year on Chicano Park Day, although I did it on the actual anniversary date, which was on Wednesday, on the 22nd. 
and man, it felt like so surreal walking down that that hill coming down from from the VFW towards the park. Yeah, and you know, typically I'm you know shaking hands with people and hugs and cubole and you know some of these people I just see once a year, and it felt like so surreal. And then yesterday I took a drive out there. And some people were out there. Uh, I chose not to walk the park because I just I didn't want to get caught up there all day long because I felt that that's what would happen. But it, it like Chicle was saying, it felt good that not only did they share that video of the raising of the flag in an intimate moment, but also people shared a lot of pictures and videos that have never seen been seen before. Yeah. I mean, people went in their in their cupboards and in their boxes and pulled yeah. out pictures. And film I, photos. Film photos. I mean, people were like, there was somebody that chronologically put pictures from the 80s all the way up to now. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. That was a beautiful thing. Those are things that we never see. Do you know who that person was? Do they have uh, a, you know what they, they were on they were on Instagram. Yeah, I'll have to get I'll have to pull up the name. I'll try to pull it up yeah, while we that. talk right now and cool. see if I can but it, it's just a beautiful thing that we don't normally see, you know what I mean? Like Chicla said when he started bending, uh, space was always available. And honestly, uh, I'm not trying to put down the event, it somewhat com become commercialized yeah. to certain people. Where they gotta be the first ones to lock in their vending space because they're there about the money. Yeah. Versus, I know that Chicle and other local vendors or even vendors from out of town are here to because they want to really push out the cultural art. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it it's become commercialized to where people aren't seeing that they just want to sell, right? And but still, the bulk of the event is a beautiful thing, um, where you know, like you mentioned our future generations are hopefully going to be able to enjoy back to how we've been enjoying it in yeah. the past years. You know, I would really hope that it never has to be again like this year, although yeah. health always comes first. And uh, it's it's been a surreal experience for not just me and my family. I mean, my wife noticed it on me. She said, damn, dude, you look all bummed out, and I know why. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And the kid, how the kid, how were your kids feeling? Like, cause I see them there every year, and they're they grew up on that. Right there, they're growing up on it. And they were like, they're like, hey, so what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Like, I didn't even tell them I went for that walk. You know, yeah. what I mean? you oh. couldn't tell them. <laughs> I couldn't tell because they were gonna want to go. And, yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to expose them. Yeah, you know, we're trying to be cautious, and you know, um, we wear the mask and gloves when we're out in public. But you know, what I mean, walking around the park with four different kids, and then. I did get to shake hands with certain people that live out there. Yeah. And you know what I mean? That we were doing the same routine that I do on an annual basis. And you know, but I couldn't do that with the kids. So they, they were bummed out. They, but they understand they're at the point where they, they realize that there's always next year. And you know, being in, in that healthy environment right now right. is going to help us to enjoy it next year. One, one thing you said, uh, walking around with the kids, uh, you have which of four kids? How many kids do you have? I have two. Two kids. One thing that I noticed walking around, I don't have any kids. Uh, is people look at you weird when you're walking with kids out and out and about. Yeah. Does that happen to you guys, and how do you feel if it does? It, it does, and I mean, I, I, I can, I'm not a mind reader, but I can think I know what I'm saying, what they're saying, thinking, which is, uh, what the hell are they doing out here with their kids? Yeah, that's kind of the facial expressions that I've seen, you know? You know yeah. And they look at me like that, too. Wait, you when give I, people that facial expression? Me, no, <laughs> man. I, I, don't, I don't judge anybody, bro. To each your own. Hey, like, like Planet Patrol say, play at your own risk. Right. Okay, <laughs> no, and, and, you know, it is, it's hard. Like, like, right now, I try, like, if we order something to eat from somewhere, I try to take at least one of the kids out and, you know, I'm like, hey, come on, let's go for a drive. Just to get them out of the house, yeah. dude. And, 
one thing that wasn't helping the past few weeks was that the weather was bad. I yeah. mean, it was raining, it was cold, it was gloomy. So it just made things worse. Right now, the sun's bad. I mean, it's like people are out there cruising right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And my kids are out in the yard playing basketball, shooting some hoops and stuff and whatnot because they're, they're trying to enjoy being out of the out of the inside of the house. Yeah. I mean, they're out in the yard. But yeah, uh, people look at us crazy. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't gone to public places together, but I have been taking the kids on bike rides right. from my house to my parents' house, which is, I think they live like on a bike like 10, 15 minutes away. Uh-huh. And that's been pretty cool, you know, but right. they, mom won't let them leave the house without a mask and, and, you know, all geared up. So I don't know about, I haven't received any looks yet. Yeah. Uh, and mostly because my wife is like hardcore. And, and know, I, she's yeah. like, don't go nowhere. If you do, like, she makes you take your shoes off, take yeah. a shower, wash your clothes, you know, and, and that's was, how it is at my house. Yeah, that's, that's how it is at the house, too. The wife is the one being super cautious. I mean, not that I'm not being cautious, but it's like, you know, we'll get back and she'll be like, to wash your hands already. I'm like, we're just walking in. Yeah. But she means well, you know what I mean? A whole divorce yeah. over washing hands. Yeah. I know. I wonder what the divorce but, man but, washing but, hands is after. But I'm, <laughs> the number of fights. Know. You know, I'm glad that you, that, you, that, you, you, that you, Beto, brought up that point about taking the kids out because now, you know, following up on the conversation that we had before in the previous volume, um, has you taking those bike rides, is it helping you find a balance? Because I know that the kids want to get out, you want to get out. Is it helping yeah. you with balance? Well, I think definitely. And, you know, again, I, I feel blessed that I'm working from home right now because I'm able to do that. But every morning, like, they get up early and they're like, hey, can we go on a bike ride? And we take off and we're probably gone for like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, because we'll get to my parents' house, my mom and dad will come out in their masks, of course, and give the kids some orange juice, right. and they'll get a water bottle, we talk for a little bit, and then we take off. And what I've noticed, it kind of settles them down a little bit more, yeah. and then they, they do their work, and I think their teachers are giving them about like two to three hours worth of work a day. Okay. Right. So they get through that, and then we do try to do fun stuff, and as much as I can, you know, my schedule is kind of funky right. right now but like just try to have fun with them you know so getting out right. definitely helps I, I feel like this is all on a positive note teaching kids stuff that we grew up on yeah, yeah. like yeah, bike rides you, what was the right. last time like kids went on a bike ride well, prior to that did you kids ride I a had bike never I had never ridden Got my it. bikes with them I've had a bike since before they were and, born and that's what yeah. we did that's what we grew up on we and I feel like everybody's going back skin. to the basics yeah. right now yeah you know um, I've been uh you know, some people might think I'm a, I'm a bad parent or that I'm a bad educator, but, you know, like you have a, 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 a structured schedule for your kids now, right? You guys go bike ride in the morning. Uh, with us, if we're both educators, we're actually having our kids get up a little later. Yeah. So we could take advantage and do whatever recordings we got to do and focus on our job because with four kids running around, you know, I mean, it's, it can be chaotic. Uh, the boys, you know, they, they go online. We'll get them up early if they have to jump on at a certain time. If not, we'll let them sleep in. Nice. And we let them go to bed a little later. You know, it's a little unorthodox, but it allows us to do our job. Yeah. And then when they're up, it allows us to focus time with them. Uh, I mean, one of my daughters, she's picking up on baking. You know what I mean? I, oh, I, wow. I, I cook and I grill on and off, but she's like, I mean, she's 11, but right now it's like she's kind of like the shadow behind my wife and me when we're like cooking or, Heck yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, cool, you know what I mean? 
you know, I thought she was going to be a DJ, bro. I thought so, too. I, 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 I she's know, switching. all the pictures. <laughs> she's switching gears on me, but yeah, it's, awesome. I'm okay with it, whatever. You it's, know, a, it's, it's a two comales instead yeah. of tortillas. Yeah, I know, right? Two comales. And the little one, I mean, she's... She's picking up on doing like her own little videos and stuff. I haven't nice. uploaded nothing on social media or on the internet because, you know, it, it's a big discussion we, me and my wife want to have about exposing a six-year-old to the internet. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. But it's like she's over there putting, doing makeup and stuff, and we're like here talking, like, who the heck is she talking to? And, you know, it's stuff that she's on TV, and she's mimicking it, and she's learning uh, how to present cool. herself, which I think is, is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, three, four weeks ago, Stuff like that wasn't happening. It was just, no. like, it was just chaos. That, that's super interesting, man. Uh, yeah. So since this COVID nineteen happened, uh, you know it's been about what a month since we all got together, right? For episode yeah, one, yeah, about weeks. So yeah. Donna God's confidential, man. Make sure you uh, go and uh, download it, check it out. And uh, you know when we first started this a month ago, literally COVID nineteen had just literally happened, right? It was right. a couple days into it. Yes. Um, yeah. What What has changed for you guys? Uh, professionally, I mean. Now, I'm, I, I know in the previous uh, episode, I, I said that I, wa- I was out of work. I was out of work. I mean, I was on the payroll. Yeah. But we didn't know what was going to happen. Now, I mean, we're working from the house. I, yeah. I took my son's, uh, their toy room or their playroom where they have their PlayStation going on. We, we evicted them from there. We set it up. Half of it is my office where I record videos and I do chats with, in meetings. And the other half is my teacher. I mean, my wife. Uh, set up where she teaches and you know she does a digital classroom yeah her digital classroom so it's like and we're confined from we went from two classrooms that hold 35 kids each right yeah to a space that's 12 by 8 feet now are you You uh are you still having to do every day um like like uh, check-ins make sure the kids are all checking in class you know what i'm since my caseload is is about an, an 85 right yeah meaning 85 students and I can jump on with the lessons with the with the teachers. Uh, I chose to just, I mean, I do jump on them if they invite me. Yeah. If they sometimes they choose to just focus on them stuff, I'm okay with that. I still give them a weekly lesson that they'll share with the kids. But I spend most of my day on the phone calling the kids, saying, you know, checking in on them, checking in on the families. Talking you to literally call all 85 of your students? No, I'm trying to call like 550 kids. Like I'm trying oh, to call the entire the whole student, entire school, the, student, the entire student population. I haven't succeeded with all of them, but right now I think I'm probably about at 250. Well, that's huge though. And, and, and it's the people that make those phone calls that make the difference in people's lives. Right. Like, I would never expect any of my teachers to call. Yeah, you, you know, know I mean? Maybe I, one out of all my elementary school teachers, I feel like she would probably be the one to call. Right, I know, and it's like, and typically, you know, when, when you would get a call, at least when, when my parents got a phone call, was because I did something wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying to be proactive, and we, talk, we discussed this as a counseling team, until what we were gonna do, what lessons we were gonna implement. And, and, you know, they gave us a flexibility. And I said, hey, well, this is what I'm thinking of doing. You know, I, I wanna do those phone calls, those check-ins, and not just check-in with the kid, check-in with the parent, check-in with their families, check-in with, about their job, yeah. and try to offer them resources. Mm. And it, it's been helping out. Uh, I feel humbled that our most seasoned uh, counselor uh, I mean, she's been counseling for about close to 30 years. Yeah. At her last meeting, she said, you inspired me. And uh, I, I didn't understand what she was saying, you know what I mean? And uh, You thought she was going to be a little writer? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa, well, she could be a DJ, okay, all night, you know what I mean? But what she was referring to is she started calling her kids, and she yeah. said that, honestly, 
that makes her day. Yeah. Whether you talk to them or just leave a message, but you know that you're doing something more than just shooting a video online yeah. or, or doing that vir virtual chat. You're actually going analog. You're going back old to what school, we're talking about, yeah. going old school, riding the bikes, picking up the phone and talking to somebody. And the kids don't know about that. Some of these kids don't even like answering the regular phone, like just uh, their friend's phone call. Right. It's all text. Yeah. So getting a call from you and a positive yeah. call, it, it's got to be something like that's going to like stick to them, bro. That's right. Cool. So, and, you know, and, and it makes an impact. Like the kids will be like, because uh, I, I like to ask the parents first. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm calling and check in on you. Is it okay if I also check in with your kid and I talk to them and I have a conversation and there still hasn't been a parent that says no. Yeah. And when the kid gets the phone, first they're weary. They're like, why is this person calling? Right? Yeah. And I tell them and, and you could see the, that the tone of voice changes to a relaxed mode, a happy mode. Uh, you know, you can almost see their smile. Yeah. There, you know, but um, that's on a professional level. What about you, Chico? On a professional, how, how has it been going? Uh, well, for me, you just inspired me too. I, I wrote that down actually to, to make phone calls because I was more focusing on our kids who weren't checking in. You right. know, we're two weeks in for our school and there's been some students that were checking in, right. weren't logging into their classrooms, weren't communicating with their teachers and just kind of jumping in on that. Um, and find like thinking, really thinking about how to support our kids, not just academically, but emotionally. Right. Because when I had to con communicate with families and let them know that senior activities were, were being canceled, canceled for the year, that was, like, I, I, I put it off like for two days and yeah. And the responses were, you know, heartbreaking because parents were upset. A couple parents were upset, and then did you, you have know, people students, break down, like, like cry on the phone, or like, do you have any? Break I didn't. Up? Well, I sent the email out to the whole class yeah. and their families, and I only received emails. Yeah, you know, but in the emails you, you can, can read you it. You can see, you know, since like, man, like we've been waiting all their whole, the life, whole life. You know, we've been waiting years, and this was gonna be the moment, including. You know, a kid that said, like, yo, this was the moment I was going to show my family I'm worth something. That I can and that would, like, hit, you know, because now they're being stripped of these experiences that for us were, it's I mean, it's once in a lifetime, yeah, once right? Once in a lifetime, yeah. You can go to many proms, but you only go to yours once, yeah. right? And you graduate from high school one time. And so that's been that's kind intense. of on my mind. And, like, how do I, like, what else can I do to make sure kids are... Staying positive, staying right. healthy, and right. you know. So, right now, I'm working on on sending them kind of like a care package every week on Mondays. Oh, nice! It'll have like a a quote or something inspirational, and then right. five workouts for each day that one of my colleagues designed. Like she's a, a trainer, mm -hmm. and so she put together a plan for each day. Right. And then like a meditation or, or yoga, and then a playlist at the end. Um, and then like a podcast that they can listen to to, you know, like take their mind off of things and put like more, more like reevaluate. Yeah, put things right. in perspective and and really like go back to yeah to like I, I feel like this is happening also for a reason, right? Like it right. is forcing us to go old school, traditional. Right. And another thing that that I did for for some of our staff, um, I asked them to send me their addresses. Not all of them did. I don't know. If they just don't uh -huh. trust us or what. But I sent them postcards. You know, so I made a little drawing and I sent it just black and white right. so they could color it in if they want oh, to. Oh, nice. 
and then on the back I just wrote a little note and send it off. Yeah. You know, and I think little things like that, like make, make getting a, a phone dip. call, getting something handwritten that's for you specifically, like it feels good. It, you know? it makes a difference. You know, when when I when I did my thesis on my master's, it was on how to improve, you know, school ADA. Right, with limited funds. What's ADA for this? The average daily attendance, okay. which is how you get paid. You know, so every kid that's out, they minus monies, and uh, but the thesis was the basis of it. How do you do this with minimal funding? And and one of the things that we tried out with a couple of classes was writing little letters or notes to those kids that were out. You know, because sometimes they're out, and I, I know I've been out for for some time, and I'm at home. I'm like, do they miss me? Because it's a natural thing to wonder. No one's gonna notice. No one is somebody noticing that I'm actually gone, and you know, nine out of ten times the kids will be like, "Oh man, that little card made me feel good, made me want to come back to school, even though I'm not yeah. feeling well." Yeah. You know. Heck yeah. What about you, Beto? How has it changed, or is there has it been changes in your profession? Well, it's been a lot of changes, man. So right before COVID nineteen, I worked for iHeartRadio. Right before COVID nineteen, iHeart fired people across the nation. I don't know the numbers, but I want to say it's like two thousand, easy. Yeah, COVID nineteen wow. happened about a month after that, bro, and they worked for load ninety, about ninety percent of the building that I work at. I don't know the exact numbers, right. but as of right now, uh, basically only the morning shows are doing it from uh, from this actual studio, uh, and okay. then the, and some of the folks are deciding to do it from home. There's uh, there's probably about about a good ten DJs in that building that work from home now, uh, and there's a good tw- ten of us that go actually into into the station. And then there's some shows that have half and half, like uh, uh, the morning show for KGB. Some are live in the studio, some are from home. Okay. Uh, Nine through three is fully there. Ninety four one, Jesse's at home. Dati's in the studio. All right. So it varies, but uh, it, it had to change, bro. I had to go back to the basics of radio. Mm-hmm. Um, it changed everything because now we're not giving away Disneyland tickets. We're not giving away mm-hmm. uh, the fair right. tickets. We're not giving all these tickets that folks want. So right. people are not calling in. Right. I'm at, on an average day, I get about, on a morning show, about 15 to 20 calls. Right now, I'm averaging one phone call a day. Wow. And, 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 it, and it's crazy, bro. So, it's, so my topics had to change. Uh, all my content had to change. All my games that I play on the radio where I use callers had to change. So, right. bro, I had to reformat everything overnight. Uh-huh. And it's something that we had to adjust. And, uh, and my whole goal, though, on the radio, bro, is not to talk about COVID-19 unless it's something positive. Right. I don't talk about it. If you want to, if you want to, I'm there to, to, to make you forget about that for that five five hours. Well, I'm I appreciate you know I mean? that dude. because yeah. I'm not trying to like give you statistics. I and, and what inspired that was was I was listening uh, when the COVID-19 first happened. I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about oh 19 people died today and uh, or, or no 19 people have you know disease yesterday and this morning we woke up to 40 something i'm like what the i was right. like bro that's a number game yeah dude i was like nah bro i ain't gonna do that so every day we just try to make you laugh and that's that's nice. literally my goal bro to make you laugh if i don't make you laugh then i'm not doing my job because yeah. um you know this covid 19 is, is is serious man right the, the people that got laid off is it across the board uh, like got, all kind it, of- so it went from the, the digital department right they got rid of everybody and there's only one person working digital department for eight stations wow then uh, they so they so they let go web designers, uh, flyer creators, uh, all the arts. They they got furloughed. Um, about I don't know, I just ballpark number about fifteen salespeople there. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably about three still working right now, and they're probably working from home. Uh, then their assistants, you got sales assistants. There's one person in the building now, uh, and then you know you got uh, producers that got let go. You have they really like went down to a skeleton. 
Uh, it got to the point where our vehicles don't even have car insurance, bro, because no they don't way. want them using them, and we so don't they have, just have them parked. Our, yeah. our, our promotions team, yeah, we have uh, no promotions coordinator, we have no promotions boss, uh, we don't have anybody on the street team, so it, it's it's definitely changed a whole lot for us, man. Man, that is crazy. And, and and who knows? I mean, not not to sound like that, but who knows? Who, you know, if they're coming back or not? Right. You know, like maybe they found another job because they really needed to do. You know, they needed to get money because here in San Diego, a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck because it's so expensive, you know? So it's tough, man. And think about the people that have been working in radio for 25, 30 years that now are going to have to go and do something else, you know? Right. So it is a trip, man. You know, before we started the recording, you Chicle brought up the point about the three different categories of people, right? kind of talk like the ones yeah yeah, yeah. The, the folks who understand what's going on and, and are doing everything to stay safe right and then i think there's folks who like this is not real it's made up uh-huh. and then there's the folks who are like it's a conspiracy against some of us right and i think i i feel like personally i feel like it's all of that right until it happens in your family or, or to someone that you're close to it ain't right. real right like you, you don't know about it yeah. And then for those of us that, you know, like you mentioned all your colleagues who are now right. kind of either at home doing nothing or, or trying to figure out how they're going to make a check next month yeah. or in two months from yeah. now. I mean, I think that's also real, right? Like right. it's affecting everybody in different yeah. ways. And so I, I don't know. I'm curious about that. Like how are people being creative and in, in finding either like the next step for them right. or, or hustling something? Like I, I know we've been supporting at our home buying masks from people that locally that are making them and even i mean my my sister-in-law told us about one of her co-workers who was supplementing her income making masks we ordered like 10 of them from her oh, yeah. you know and, and just trying to help people that we know or, or know of that that right. need support and and i wonder and i guess this is kind of like a challenge too for our community to like you know it's cool like however you feel about it that's cool that's, right that's your respect right but like, how are we helping one another out? Because complaining about it together? or saying that it's, it's an attack on me and I'm mad is like, well, what are you doing? What to are help you doing about it? Yeah. Help, helping yourself, right? And and that's a tough question. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting that on anybody, but I think collectively, we could come together and, and make a difference. You know. Right. I agree. Um, yeah. And going back to the school, what kind of resources are the schools providing in your guys's uh, experience? Yeah, well, I know our school, and, and I think and is schools it a around. Or is it a school? So I work at a charter school, so it's a network of sixteen schools. Okay. Um, some of us are within San Diego Unified. A couple are state charters in North County, and then in Chula Vista. But we're working with the communities in, in both Chula Vista and the, the San Diego campus, which is at Liberty Station. We're doing food distribution. I know last week I think they they handed out close to seven thousand meals. Wow you know, to families, and those are meals that are uh, breakfast and lunch and snacks. So you, you come on right. Monday, you pick it up, and, and this is good for any family out there. And I know that Chula Vista campus always ends up with a little extra, so get out there. They don't, they don't ask you nothing as long as it's for the kids. Um, and you get five, like a, a full week's uh, snacks from morning and afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we're doing, and I think I know throughout the county that's happening, so... If folks want to um, look into that, you know, you could go to any of the district's web pages and they have a listing of all the schools that are providing. Um, That's super dope. And, like, other than that, like, our school handed out 
uh, laptops for some families that didn't have access to technology. And, you know, that's a tricky one, too, because for our families that are, you know, larger families, you know, four, five, six kids and, you know, they got one device. We have like one laptop for the household and my wife has her work laptop. I have my work laptop and I have my DJ laptop. And, you know, we try to spread out, spread them out. But then I'm always worried about like, hey, what if our work computers catch something and then the kids can't do their work, we can't do our work. And it, it is difficult now. There's families that don't have any. I know, you know, in my district, they've also handed out devices pretty much to every single kid if they needed it. Uh, they've even provided hotspots. Uh, nice. You know, they're limited on data. Like, I think they can only use X amount of data per day. But, I mean, we're we're trying our best. And, uh, you know, obviously the food resources, you know, those are in general for everyone across the board. So if a kid from, uh, from your school happens to be in National City, he's not going to be denied. Yeah. And I think that's across the county where the food distribution, no matter where it's at, I mean, if you're driving around with your child and, and it's, the middle of the day and you want to pick up a lunch and they're you're by that distribution center you're you're going to get fed you know your child's going to get fed and you know those are some of the things that that schools throughout the county are doing and uh yeah and then, and then I, I think you can look up all that information on the different district websites right. even some schools have it on their sites but right. you know the time of, of the food distribution right um, I know our schools do it on Mondays. Uh -huh. um, I don't know if other schools are the same or if they do it every day. Right. That's something to look up and then to see which one's closest to you. Because I, I, you're right, no one will be turned away and you'll get it. And it is food for all day. So, yeah, so one place that they can go and I think is, is listed for every school or every district is on the county uh, Office of Education website. Perfect. Uh, but if not, I mean... Just look up on any school website and it's, they'll have like their individuals. It. Yeah. Um, it's time to wrap it up, but you know, what What do you foresee for the next three weeks? Because we're getting, I see yeah. three weeks, we're, we're mid-May. I mean, testing's done. For those that are going to be testing, if they're testing, wrapping up the school year, where, where do you see yourself? Yeah, I think, well, one, I definitely going to go back and, and try to communicate with all my students or all okay. our students uh, make a bigger effort and then you know I, I'm really liking the idea of sending postcards to kids and right. something in writing you yes. know that that kind of stayed with me and and then touching on what Veto shared of, of just you know trying to make them laugh and that's why Stay I positive. cut my hair into a mohawk <laughs> mostly so that people could laugh dude you know, I, noticed, I noticed your haircut and honestly I haven't had mis my hair this long in close to 35 years. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you got a fro. <laughs> and I mean, I, I try to go to the barbershop religiously uh, twice a month. Yeah. Uh, I think the last time I went was at the beginning of March, and my kids are tripping out. But it's like, I, I haven't made time. I know I, I can cut my own hair. I just haven't made time. I focused on, on the family and on work. But yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, cool. It's the COVID-19. I know. Bro, look, at my, look at my fro. <laughs> right? I cut mine. You yeah. back, hey, you going back to the dreadlocks or what? Yeah, I actually, oh, I'm working on yeah. it. I haven't, have, I haven't cut my hair since January because I wanted to grow out my dreads and then this COVID-19 happened. I was like, perfect, I blend in. <laughs> <laughs> no hey, one will know. Hey, well, Beto, right now that we're, we're, that we're summing up, I noticed that you're doing something on your radio station with the parents and their kids that are graduating. Can you touch on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at 705, 805 on Jammin' 95.7, Monday through Friday, I'm uh, doing
doing this thing highlighting is the class of 2020. We call it the iHeart uh, class of 2020. And basically, uh, you know, if you want to be a part of this, man, you get two calls to any time during the weekday morning uh, before 7.05. Uh, that way we can record it the day of and uh, share it. So it's just basically sharing a positive message with your with your you know loved one whether it's your kid whether it's your neighbor whether you just want to share a positive message with whoever you know just uh if you want to be a part of this you can uh, call me 888-570-1957 or of course uh via instagram at i uh my instagram is uh cali burrito so you know just hit us up man we'd love to, to to spread that that message and uh and share share that with with uh everybody here in the city for sure i appreciate it Beto. and chiclica you want to share your contact info yeah, on Instagram, it's Chicle79. Just DM me, hit me up, tag me. Um, but whatever we could do to support, keep the conversation going, we're here for you. Right. And uh, I want to thank you guys. Which where do they follow you at? Uh, they follow me. They can follow me at uh, on Instagram under DaleGas. Okay. Underscore Dale, underscore Gas, underscore. And also under your neighborhood uh, DJ. And uh, hey, let's stay positive. You know, use the resources. If, if you don't need them, share them. Pass them along yep. and, and stay connected. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether it's a phone call, a letter, or whatever, you know what I mean? But stay connected. Uh, and take advantage of this time to right, connect take advantage. with friends, old friends, new friends, right. family. You know, I, I think it's, it's an opportunity yeah. that we have. Things and then change. we never shouted out where we're at, though. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. at uh, La, La Esquina Vintage and Coffee in National City. It's uh, 130... Uh, National City Boulevard, 130 right. National City Boulevard. That's the the suite number. Uh, I think it's 640. I, I think the address is 640. But anyway, it's right on the corner of Seventh and, uh, and National City Boulevard, across the street from Napoleon's. Those that you, those of you that know, know. Yeah. And if you don't know, and you like cars, you like memorabilia, this is the place for you. Right. They, um, 640. Awesome. They, they currently are shut down, obviously, because uh, they're, they're a small business and they didn't want to risk a lot. But uh, keep supporting the small businesses that are open. Yeah. And the ones that start opening, obviously support them as well because uh, only us can support each other. And, you know, we'll yeah. make it happen. Of course, once again, big shout out to Esquina and the crew for allowing us the space. Um, Thank you, Beto. You're welcome, man. Keep doing what you're doing on the radio, man. Keep people making laugh. And yeah. Thank you for not spreading negative stuff <laughs> on, on, on the airwaves. <laughs> Gracias, and we out. Dale gas. Dale gas. All right, dale gas. We got to educate, not incarcerate. Souls of humanity will shine. Souls of humanity will shine. Educate, not incarcerate. Souls of humanity will shine.